What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Gilbazan, voice of G1 Bumblebee, and you're listening to All Things Transformers. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to All Things Transformers. Welcome to an all-new generation of all things Transformers as we get the origins of any and all Transformers fans that we can. I am, of course, TFG1 Mike, and it is time once again for another Origins episode. Steve Megatron. Megatron's off with some sort of cold or something. He's got some sort of um, Vok virus or something. He's off playing with his rubber ducky. Oh, uh, he should have said Cosmic Rust. Well, he's a Beast Wars fan, yeah, I know. I mean, like still, Megatron. Anyway, well, Beast Wars, Megatron. Not. Yes, not I know. But it's still Megatron. I'm just saying. It's it's Megatron's grandson. <laughs> As you can hear, today's guest is Ryan the Alien Flo Merkley. Hello, sir. Yay! Hello. Yay! Uh, so it is time to transform and transcend here on all things Transformers. And yes, I know a lot of these questions are stupid, people, okay? but And I know that Ryan and I have talked about Transformers for the longest time. Obviously, he was on TF Wire with Jesse and Spada and, and all of that. But most of the questions that I've crafted here are for, you know, people I haven't talked to. Because that was the goal with this. <laughs> this these origins was... Stories we have not heard. So question one is a little stupid for you, because obviously you did do this. Did you grow up with the Transformers, and at what age do you remember noticing the franchise? You haven't answered the the other uh, bit, so I don't think it's that bad. Anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, I grew up with it. Uh, the first, uh, oof, age seven or eight, I mean, mm-hmm. my brother had them. 
Uh, mm-hmm. He's older than I was, so like he had the originals, as in like Optimus Prime and Megatron. By the time I was old enough and into them, A, I had sort of inherited his, uh, and B, you know, we were into the Headmaster stage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. What generation is your generation and why? And, and that's a tough question. <laughs> I pretty much all of them. We'll get to stuff that I'm not a fan of later, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up with Generation 1 and that kind of thing, but, uh, you know, as you know, we keep doing shows on them. I love the... The comics. ...current IDW stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I've loved the other shows, too. I love Transformers Prime. I thought it was great. Uh, for all its, you know, flaws in the first season, I loved Transformers Animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the toys. Wasn't a huge fan of the Unicron trilogy. Is anybody a huge fan of the Unicron trilogy? I mean, I'm uh, seriously asking because I... it has its moments. Its issue is uh, I. Ugh, this is gonna sound bad, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, it has the sort of very Japanese storytelling in that. There's some really good moments in it, but man, is it spread out. Mm. You know, if you were to take something like uh, Gundam Wing as a great example and pare it down to about 20 episodes instead of, you know, about 60 or however much it is, it's really good, but Mm. (laughs) they spread out the good ideas like crazy. Also, I mean, there's a lot of people that grew up with it. I mean, I know people that grew up with the Unicron trilogy that really like Transformers now, so... Yeah, I know a lot of people like Armada. I know some... And I'm specifically talking the cartoons. I'm not talking the toys. I know a lot of people like Armada. I know a lot of people like the Cybertron cartoon. Very few people that I've run into... And I would say in the last 10 or 11 years have openly admitted that they like Energon. I I don't know. What do they use for fuel? That, oh, you meant the TV show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's those, you know, car robots. Uh, I loved the toys. Yeah. For that. Wasn't a huge fan of the series, uh, but I don't know. I like most of the generations of it. <laughs> All right, uh, so you, you've mentioned Prime, you've mentioned Animated. What are what are some of the other ones, and what you know? What did you like about each one of them? Uh, so I mean, I've mentioned those Prime. I just loved the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I ever got any of the figures, oddly enough. Yeah. If I did, I definitely want to get like a Knockout or some of them. Although with Knockout in the comics, at some point you'll probably see a Generations release. So yeah, at some point he will probably. Uh, but anyway, no, I loved uh, that. Transformers Animated, I mentioned, I liked both the show and the toys for that. I still have a handful of those. Uh, uh, I've mentioned the others, jeez. Obviously, uh, oh jeez, the one I didn't mention, Beast Wars, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast Wars, uh, and to a lesser extent, Machines, although I still liked Beast Machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast Wars, I've got a decent amount of the toys. Uh, they were quite good. Uh, and absolutely adored the show. 
Beast Machines, I probably liked the toys a little bit more than the show. Yeah, I'm the opposite. <laughs> Those Beast Machine toys were crazy. I, really? just... I liked a good number of them. Some of them are fantastic. Like, the Jetstorm mold still gets released and re-released now because uh, it was really good. Mm. What was your very first Transformers toy as a kid? So, my memory is not great of okay. my childhood. The one that I remember, and this is probably partially, well, not probably, it's most certainly responsible for some of my attachment to the character, but I definitely remember getting Nightbeat, which would have been in 88, because that's when he was released. Mm. Uh, and that's one of the first ones I definitely remember as being uh, absolutely my own. Uh, as well as some of the other headmasters, Highbrow, Hardhead. Yeah. Never had any of the, the Decepticon headmasters. The only... I'm trying to think Decepticon headmasters. See, I was more into what characters that I liked that got them. You know, so... For me, it ended up being the target masters that I like. So obviously, Hot Rod got a target master, Cyclonus got a target master, that kind of thing. So it depended on the character that got the upgrade. I didn't have any uh, target masters, oddly enough. Had friends with them, but mm. didn't have them. Uh, there's a bunch of them I always wanted. And then as the comics would go on, I'd always be interested and want a lot of the characters from that. Uh, especially since in the end, the comics ended up uh, running a little bit longer than the toys did. <laughs> yep. But the comics would use characters, like in particular Simon Furman with his writing, would use characters who were really obscure and just never appeared in the show. But he also liked using a lot of the pretenders and guys that nobody else ever used. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, Nightbeat was one of those. We'll talk about the comics a little later. But yeah. uh, I remember, you know, as a kid, I still I still wanted guys like Bludgeon, um, Thunderwing, not knowing at the time, of course, thanks to not having the internet, that, you know, a lot of the Pretenders toys were not very good. <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, they had... The Pretenders had an outer shell, and you had a tiny robot on the inside the robot would transform mm -hmm. uh, and had the usual generation one posability which was basically a brick but still uh, and then the issue was the outer robot or the outer shell which was sort of the the main one that was ever featured in the comic books uh, the shell didn't move at all yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of um Magnus in IDW. I know he's not technically a pretender, but the whole Magnus armor, Minimus Ambus thing, that's what that kind of, As soon as that was revealed to me, I'm like, oh, okay, so he's kind of like a pretender. <laughs> not yeah, really, except he, but... Except he has actual posability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, um, the pretenders were not a good idea. It's funny that the comic books actually kind of used them as heavily as they as they did. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, again, this is going to be a weird question for you, but uh, growing up, did you and your friends ever pretend to play Transformers at, say, school recess or something? I'm not sitting oh, yeah. there. I'm not saying uh, technically the 80s version of what is known as live-action roleplay now. I'm not sitting there saying that you played with your toys with your friends. Obviously, we've done that as children, but it's one of those things where oh, I can remember. did it. Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely remember that. Okay. Um, so you want to tell that story? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that there's a story behind it. It definitely happened as kids. Like, we mm. played as, you know, different things. And, uh, there were no electronics when I was... Obviously, yeah. I mean, there. the, cl- so, the I mean, closest thing we had... A, yeah. I shouldn't say there was no, but, you know, it was years before, uh, even the Game Boy. So electronics and stuff weren't great. But, yeah, people would... Uh, you know, you'd bring your Transformers to school, and sometimes, you know, you'd be, like, that character. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for me, electronics back then, un- un- unless doing what you just said about bringing your character to school, you know, you bring one of the old, you know, noisemaker flash guns or whatever, the the early days of laser tag kind of guns thing, um... Well, for us, the first electronic at school, I remember, is the Game Boy, so... Hmm. Okay. I don't remember... I mean, I'm sure somebody had one of those uh, crappy LCD games or something like that, but, yeah, if you brought stuff to school, it was usually, like, toys. It was an action figure or... Yeah. Whatever. All right. I know the Autobot side, but who is your end-all, be-all favorite character from any Transformers incarnation? you got to pick one Autobot and one Decepticon. I know what the Autobot is, obviously, but what's yeah, the Decepticon? It's, it's Nightbeat, although it is close. I'll get into that on the other side. Decepticons probably, again, growing up, uh, comics, uh, Shockwave. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the coolest in the Generation 1 comic books. Uh, and then... Now, I still adore him, because, I mean, I loved him in the IDW stuff, mm-hmm. even though at this point he's long deceased. <laughs> I always loved Shockwave. The idea of this, uh, well, I mean, A, the imagery of him, the Cyclops, mm-hmm. he always looked really neat, and he looked different than pretty much everybody else. Yep. And he acted different than anybody else. The whole, you know, he would say what he was saying beforehand, like, interrogative, why are you doing this? Or the emotionless kind of speech patterns that he had, especially in the comics. I always loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really liked him on stuff like Transformers Prime. I thought he was terrific on that. Awesome. Awesome. And we all know your Autobot is Nightbeat, so... You want to explain that one? Uh, Nightbeat, like I said before, it's probably because I got the toy is a mm-hmm. huge reason. Uh, but I also really liked him in the comic books. So the Generation 1 comics from Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm talking about the U.S. stuff because obviously I wasn't getting the U.K. comics over here at that point. Right. Uh, he was introduced and... I remember the series that he was introduced in. He was introduced in the Matrix Quest series, Mm -hmm. which was in the 60s, as in numbering in the 60s. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, he was just different than everybody else. They had this idea of him being a detective, which nobody else kind of ever had any sort of, you know, traits like that. And even back in the Generation 1, you know, books, he didn't seem to care much about factions or that kind of thing. He just kind of, he was very sort of aloof. Mm. And, you know, Roberts in More Than Meets the Eye Mm -hmm. very much has taken those portions of him. Uh, you know, Megatron in one sequence even asked Nightbeat if the Decepticons had ever tried recruiting him. Because he's not, he you know, he's not hung up on the science, that kind of thing. And yeah. his conversation with Quark, he's at least somewhat sympathetic to the early Decepticon cause. Uh, yeah, before Megatron perverted it. Yeah, before it got a little extreme, obviously. <laughs> uh, but also, I mean, he genuinely he does actually care about people he just isn't very good at showing it all the time Mm. and the next the upcoming issue uh tomorrow's you know for example is a really good conversation with him and rung like he genuinely he genuinely does care but he's not the most socially adept transformer yeah, I have yet to get into Lost Light, so... Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. You're not spoiling... Because by the time we get to Lost Light, I probably will have forgotten you telling me this, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, what are some of the other Transformers characters you like? Could be from any generation, doesn't matter. So on the Autobot side, my number two has always been Fortress Maximus. That is mostly a result of the comic books. Uh, so I Fort never Max had... without Cerebro. Yeah, I never had the toy. Uh, yeah, Cerebro never spoke, if I remember right, in the comics. Mm. Uh, he was still bonded to Max. But anyway, I liked the idea of this insanely powerful Transformer who just absolutely wasn't interested in the war Mm -hmm. and just wanted peace uh and it's continued since then actually i really like his idw version even though he's very different to say the least he started out as the prison warden Mm. uh, and then after everything that happened to him on garris 9 he was a little shall we say trigger happy very Uh, trigger happy yeah and i've liked seeing his kind of like uh, redemption slash changes to him in his overall character arc. So yeah, I'm really glad he's kick, still kicking around. Uh, I've always loved Soundwave. Uh, back to the Decepticon side as I swap mm-hmm. over. <laughs> um, that's pretty obvious. I mean, I don't know of many people that don't like Soundwave. Yeah, I don't know of many I'd, people I'd either. I'd almost be curious about that, actually, if there's <laughs> if there's any Soundwave hate out there. But, yeah, uh, uh, those are big ones. Uh, Optimus Prime was always a fan of. always liked Megatron as well. So, I mean, the big two, but... Yeah. What, um... 
If you had to pick your favorite and least favorite of Soundwave's cassettes, who would they be and why? Ooh. Uh, favorite, thanks to the comics, especially his most recent one, would be Ravage. Okay. Um, both halves of him. Uh, hey! Uh, come on! <laughs> that's, you know, that's two mediums that he has been ripped in half now. In the comics. And <laughs> poor Ravage. Well, yeah, uh, the... Uh, ugh. Yeah, the comics one made me sad. Um, yeah. I really liked him. But yeah, uh, <laughs> he was probably my favorite. Jeez, least favorite? Oh, man. I'm not always a fan of uh, Rumble and Frenzy. Okay, so since you said that. Which one which, is which color? No, which uh, is which? Red or. Oh, really? <laughs> Rumble is blue, frenzy is red, or Rumble is red and frenzy is blue. <laughs> uh, I believe my stance is Rumble is uh, blue slash purple. Okay, good. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Because uh, I've always liked Buzzsaw and Laserbeak, and to be honest, uh, some of the others like Slugfest and Overkill don't appear enough. I liked Ratbat, but man, he seems to die. You know. Uh, after not too long in any continuity, so. Well, you know, once you become an evil sender, you know, <laughs> there's no going yeah. up from that. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how Laserbeak and Buzzsaw were going to be portrayed in the IDW. You know, like, I've read all of the. Robots in Disguise stuff and, and everything else. Obviously, we we did a whole you know month long event about it, and I'd covered it before that. But I'd forgotten how well when you get a writer in there that actually write diet like they're essentially the comedy relief laser laser beacon buzzsaw are in the Robots in Disguise comic in yeah. the later trades. <laughs> so hilarious. Alright, so the reason why I asked you favorite and least favorite, because, and I ended on least favorite, is because are there any other Transformers characters that you actually hate, that you just downright despise? Uh, I'm trying to think. There's, alright, taking aside one um, medium of Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, is non-movie stuff, folks. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> Uh, not really. Like, even Wheelie doesn't bug me. Uh, I mean, in the comics, I'm just not a huge fan of any of the human stuff. Because mm. uh, it's been done to death. And, I mean, the Costa stuff it was based from was not particularly good. Nor was uh, All Hail Megatron. So, those were kind mm. of the dark ages of the IDW runs. Yeah. They're the ones nobody speaks of <laughs> that have kind of been buried in continuity. But, you know, to each their own. Uh, but, yeah, there's nobody I really hate. Like, I didn't, I never got the uh, wheelie hate of Generation 1. I mean, okay, you know, he's kind of annoying in the movie, but, you know, so were the Junkions when you're a kid because they're, you know, beating up your heroes and that mm. kind of thing. So, eh, not really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Wheelie's I'm not... angry at Prowl, but I think everybody <laughs> is, is at this point, and you're kind of supposed to be, so... Yeah. Because he's yeah. a jerk. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, Spade is never around enough for us to hate Wheelie enough. <laughs> yeah, he always hates Wheelie, but that was because... <sighs> yes, anyway. Anyway. Um, over your lifetime, as you got older, have you seen that your interest in the Transformers franchise has grown stronger or gotten weaker. Yes, and it sort of ties in with the other one. Uh, so, as for which, it's grown, I'd say, stronger over time. But there mm-hmm. were definitely times when it was weaker. Mm-hmm. And question 10 is, was there a moment when you were through with everything Transformers? Well, yes. Uh, I stopped doing the TFYR podcast mostly because of uh, stuff that happened that year and that year being the release of Revenge of the Fallen (laughs) and the reason was A, I did not enjoy the movie but B, more than that uh, the stuff that was happening so Generations had kind of gotten the axe Mm. so I wasn't happy with the toys uh, because they had pretty much shut down the line I was really enjoying. Now, of mm. course, it would come back, but I'm just saying at the time. Uh, the comic books were not enjoyable at the time. This was the uh, tail end of All Hail Megatron, uh, a mini series that was meant to be six books that was stretched out into 12. So we were at the tail end of that, and I mean, man, did it show that they were stretching it out. So I wasn't enjoying those. Uh, so, you know, you've taken away toys, comics, and the movies. <laughs> so, what else was there that I wasn't a huge fan of? And so, uh, and unfortunately, the TFYR kind of died because Spada f- was feeling the same sort of things. Mm. And, uh, it just, eh, yeah, I mean, that was rough. Uh, and it's funny because this is something I, you know, definitely desperately want to bring up with him should we talk with him. But I remember it really well that one day, uh, years later, I went into the my local comic book shop, mm-hmm. and on the shelf was one of the IDW comics, and it had a cover that for whatever reason made me really curious about picking it up. The cover was Overlord uh, fighting a whole bunch of Autobots. Okay. And the issue would be the more than meets the eye issue in which he fights everybody on board the Lost Light. Ah, right. Yeah. Uh, And I read it and I was hooked again. And it's weird because I had known that there was something kind of missing from my different sort of fandoms and that kind of thing. And I didn't know what it was. And yeah, it turns out, yes, it was, you know, Transformers. I just, it had been feeling odd to me that I wasn't interested in them. And it would be, you know, a Roberts comic that brought me back. So, I mean, that's one of the many reasons Mm -hmm. uh, I love his work, but... I mean, it got me right back into it. And the other moment I remember when my fandom waned 
was when I did the stupid thing you do as you get slightly older, and I sold all my Transformers toys at a yard sale. <laughs> uh, which was a horrible idea, because I had uh, well over 100 uh, Generation 1 figures. They were all in great shape. Uh, I had all the accessories. And, of course, I sold them for next to nothing. Uh, and they're worth, like, an absolute ton. And I had some rare ones in there. Mm. I had a Roadbuster with every one of his accessories, and everything was, you know, like I said, in perfect shape. Uh, Jetfire as well. Or Skyfire, or whatever the toy was called now. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore which one. Wasn't He was Skyfire in the show. Yeah, he was Skyfire the in the cartoon. Yeah, I think the toy was called... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jetfire. Yep. Now he's just Jetfire, period. Yep. With the internet giving birth to the fans and everyone having a voice about what they like and don't like about Transformers, do you find your voice gets lost in the shuffle, or do you just shout louder? No, because I was famous for a while, baby. <laughs> I mean, during the days when TFWire was big, like, holy sh- uh, cow, were we putting in lots of numbers. I almost forgot if I can swear on the show or not. Anyway, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> As for afterwards, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, there is, I guess part of it too is I like the stuff that's really popular, but also I'm not, you know, we'll get to this later, but I'm not super interested in fighting with people. Like if they enjoy aspects of Transformers or the universe that I don't enjoy, that's perfectly fine. I don't Mm -hmm. need to argue online. I don't need to argue, you know, third party versus... Uh, masterpiece lines or etc etc because I mean I don't have a it doesn't you know it doesn't bug me if people like the different things I'm just happy they're enjoying the different the differences in the series I think that's what makes it great is that there are all these incarnations I find even the toys it's a lot like comic books If I don't like a writer's run on a comic book, I just, you know, wait for the next one because somebody new is going to take over and maybe I like what they do with that particular character. And Transformers are exactly the same. Uh, You know, if you don't like the movies, well, there's always stuff like Generations. If you don't like Generations but you really like the movies, well, there's one every few years. Like, you know, there's pretty much something for everybody. 
and then the comics have literally taken that uh, something for everybody, which is nice because you know, you know, when we we've talked about this on the other show before, when mm. we grew up, there was one female Transformer, I and see, she yep. and she didn't even have a toy. Uh, yeah. There were other ones that showed up in one episode of the cartoon in Chromia and uh, Moonracer. And Firestar. Thank you. I can never remember <laughs> Firestar's name. I always remember Firestar because in and that then... episode, it was it was Alita 1 and Optimus. It was Moonracer and... Oh, God. Was it Moonracer and Prowler? But it was like Firestar and Iron... like. I remember in in that episode that they always it seemed to me that they were trying to team off like couple up the yeah the three oh, fembots yeah. so yeah they always did and you know your relationship was constrained to the only one was Optimus and Alita pretty much mm -hmm. in every series but then here come the current IDW ones where they actually have different characters and different relationships and everything else. And there's legitimately, you know, more in terms of something for everyone now. There's far more representation than there used to be, although it's still very bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you were to look at the numbers and stuff. But, you know, they're working on it, and that's really nice. Uh, and, you know, in terms of characterization there's something for everybody as well. I'm sure there's people that really like, you know, Prowl's ability to think ahead and be very sort of calculating and that kind of thing. Uh, there's, you know, there's Megatron has completely sort of changed and is definitely a different character than previously and is a lot more three dimensional and interesting. So yeah, I mean, that's what I really like about it is there's there's also so many characters, right? I mean, we had mm. uh, 900 characters in Generation One. That's a lot of guys to work through. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, you know, there's like I said, there's legitimately someone and something for everyone, and I think it's gotten better over the years, which is really nice. Absolutely. Uh, what is your Transformers personal anthem song? So is the Touch your song? Is Dare? Is any of the other instrumental Damn stuff? It, you mentioned. I always liked Dare. So <laughs> okay. I have the '86 soundtrack on my iPod. Always have. I have each version of it. I actually have the original uh, CD version of it, too. Yeah, so do I. Kicking around. It's, like, the yeah. original CD release. Yeah, uh, I do, too. It's over nice. on my shelf. And, of course, yeah, I've gotten the 20th anniversary one. Um, or, sorry, 25th. And, yeah. Uh, I always like the sound. For music, by the way, I've always liked the soundtracks to the live-action ones. Steve Jablonski... Yep. is really good yep why does he keep doing that but anyway <laughs> well i you know must be one heck of a paycheck I don't know. must be i mean you know i don't know um 
Yeah, no, I've I've always liked Dare, and I've always and I've said this. I've I've interviewed Stan Bush over ten times in almost ten years at this point, but I've I've always said this. When it came to Transformers the movie, there was two anthems for two different characters. The Touch was always Optimus's theme, and Dare was always Hot Rods because that's what plays in each of their you know scenes. Um, and what I love about Dare is that middle instrumental part of it where he's not actually, like, there's no, it's not Stan singing the song, it's just instrument. Oh, I love that. You can win if you dare. dare. For me, maybe it was the sin. Uh, eventually, yeah. got, eventually got me into Nine Inch Nails and everything else. <laughs> the uh, you know the You're other n- thing talking about the movie. Obviously, that was a huge moment for for all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronimus Prime always loved him mm-hmm. to the point that you know when they announced DX Nine Carry, which was a third party masterpiece, Ronimus Prime, I was all over that. Uh, mm-hmm ecstatic when they announced that and yeah he's one of my favorite figures folks i don't think you're ever going to listen to another podcast or it has someone saying stan bush helped me love nine inch nails <laughs> i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just very strange that the synth I went part of too like uh, <laughs> i went backwards from nin over the years as well and like mm. i love a lot of uh his influence his influences, which is stuff like the Eurythmics, and anyway. Uh, how often do you go back and rewatch any of the Transformers cartoon series? I watch the movie a hell of a lot. I've seen it at least a hundred times, probably quite a few more. Um, now, which version? You're watching the new Shout Factory version, right? <laughs> now I'm watching the Blu-ray. Okay. Um, Back then, I mean, uh, I want. I started wearing out the Canadian VHS release from Rhino because <laughs> they were the first ones to re-release it after the initial release. And I remember, you know, uh, just picking it up at uh, Zeller's. Mm-hmm. I saw it because I was looking around for it. The internet was in its infancy at this point. By the way, Transformers for a while on the internet was the biggest thing you you would search for it and get hundreds of pages as results and even if you were to look up stuff like star wars and star trek you wouldn't get that much Mm. uh it was nuts and i'm talking like the days of you know when a 14.4 modem was brand new i think we had a 9600 when they were new and that's what i was using uh also, I mean, I remember when the internet was just bulletin boards. But anyway. Um, Don't we all? So I knew of the Rhino release of it on VHS. And I just... I remembered parts of the movie. It's funny. Uh, I'd pick, I picked up the movie and then watched it and then realized, holy cow, I blanked out a lot of this movie because it was really traumatic about... Uh, it was really tra- 
you know, really traumatic uh, seeing all the characters die in it for yeah. me as a kid. And I had actually forgotten huge points of it to the point that I'd ever watched it. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting for me. But, yeah, I remember that. As for the cartoon series, uh, I rewatch certain episodes really frequently. Mm-hmm. Other stuff, not as much. As for sitting down and, you know, going through the whole show, uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I've done it before. I've done it a few times, but not super often. Mm. Yeah, I I do it every now and then. There's too much new stuff to get through half the time. I mean, see, for me right now, like I have, like I recently liked someone put together all of the Combiner Wars Prime, whatever that Machinima series was. Somebody recently combined it all into one long YouTube video. It's like 51 minutes long or whatever it is. And I'll go back and I'll watch that eventually, but, like, I'm not currently watching Robots in Disguise. I have never really gotten into Rescue Bots, because Rescue Bots, I'm not saying it's a bad show. It just skews more towards the kids than it does the collectors, and that's fine. That's what it's supposed to do. Um, that's so I, yeah, and that's one I didn't mention, too, in terms of uh, talking about there's something for everyone. We now have, you know, we're back to having a kid's version of have one for a little older and then we've got the movies so mm. yep absolutely absolutely all right uh let's see we all love transformers comics or at least most of us do there are a couple people out there that i know that have zero interest in in checking them out they're wrong uh, i know which incarnation do you love and why shiny w <laughs> I mean, that I one's knew not you were going to say that. Oh, I mean, we're in a golden age for them. And, it, you know, I've commented a bunch of times that as bad as I, you know, as nitpicky as I absolutely am on uh, the John Barber stuff, his is still far and away, you know, some of the, it so much better than a lot of what I grew up with and that kind of thing. It's, terrific so yeah that's this is not a hard one for me <laughs> i even want to get into roberts which is you know his stuff is some of the best comic work i'm reading period uh and i'd put some of the best comic work i'm reading including his right up uh with some of the best like literature and books i'm reading so Absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. It's very good. It's funny, too, because uh, you mentioned you know people not being interested in the comics. I know so many people, and we got an email about it, who don't know, <laughs> yeah. any, don't know anything about Transformers, but they've started reading the comic books because they've heard they're so good, and they're just really good stories with really good characters. So. Yep. And it's always good to turn the younger generation onto something that is so good, because obviously our good buddy Ro- Mr. Roebuck over there, uh, you know, we we turned our buddy Andrew, or you did, uh, turn Andrew Roebuck onto the Transformers comics, and he's pretty much consuming everything at this point, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, all of the current ones. I've, yeah. you know, the... I'm not trying to disparage the older stuff, but there's right. no... 
you know, if you don't have any attachment to it or anything else, there's no real reason to go through it, especially mm. when there's so much stuff to go to through. get through. Yeah, that's yeah. currently. I mean, we have three current comic book series running, and they're all good. So, mm-hmm. uh, how big is your Transformers toy collection at this point? Oh, good lord. Um, ugh. Uh, <laughs> It's smaller than it used to be because I'm trying to. <laughs> I've tried to pare it down to uh, keep you know the best or my favorite version, favorite I should say, of a particular character, mm-hmm. with the exception of my absolute like favorite characters. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. So, for example, like Fort Max, uh, I've eventually pared it down to the third-party Warden, which is based on the IDW design which is one of my favorite figures. Uh, You know, Shockwave, I have the Quakewave third-party because it's based more on the comic design versus the masterpiece was the animated design. Uh, Ravage, I've got the Ocular Max third-party one because Mm -hmm. he's A, gorgeous, and B, in line with the masterpieces. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the Lost Light crew, as many have been released in either Generations or Third Party, because uh, I love that comic. Uh, and yeah, I definitely have, I still have a decent amount of Generation 1 figures. I still have over 100, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not what it used to be. I think at one point I was probably around three, hmm. three, 400 uh, but I've really tried to scale it down because I mean you've only got so much room room to display everything. Yep. I mean for a while I had you know the Predacons were just in a box somewhere, for example, and I thought like, well that's a problem because <laughs> <laughs> I really like Predaking and I really liked those figures, so yeah, mm-hmm. I need to. No. What is the one Transformers toy you could never part with ever? Now, heaven forbid anything happens, but let's say your apartment gets flooded or whatever. What's the one you're going to go in and save the most? Well, first I save Harley. Okay, Uh, obviously. Uh, First I save Harley, Dookie Kitty Cat, who stopped climbing over me, which uh, is making this podcast way easier now. Uh, (laughs) Number two uh, is I save my computer. And then number three is Masterpiece Optimus Prime. I love that figure. It is the perfect Transformer. Uh, My number two is Warden. Uh, My number three is the DX9 Carry. Probably my number four already is Carnifex, also known as the third-party Masterpiece-style Overlord. Mm. He is gorgeous. He even looks evil slash like a sadistic a-hole. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> for me if i had him it would probably be masterpiece soundwave and i would let prime die <laughs> i'm masterpiece soundwave i do like him quite a bit as well uh the masterpieces are just so good they've gotten so good and yeah, them and the well i mean they and the the third party masterpieces are yeah. just gorgeous like near perfect representations i cannot wait for a uh, the inevitable masterpiece third-party Nightbeat. Uh, I'm surprised mm-hmm. he hasn't been done yet. I know mean, he will be. There's a couple companies that are 
getting there, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah there's... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Yep. Uh, what was the most money you ever spent on a Transformers toy? The most I remember is about 200 bucks. Uh, and I've done that quite a few times. Uh, the mm-hmm. Unicron statue cost me $200. Uh, importing Masterpiece Optimus Prime from Japan cost me 200 bucks Canadian. Uh, uh, Carnifex cost me 200 a little over 200 I think he cost me 225 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to remember. I've, like I say, I've done it quite a few times. Uh, Fort Max... I uh, got a really good deal on the original. Uh, that cost me 200 and some odd dollars. And then I resold it for a profit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, years later, sorry, I resold it. I wasn't looking to profit at the time. It just right, yeah. worked out that way. That's a weird thing, by the way. I've made, I don't know how much money, like, reselling these. It's just, I kept them and then... You know, I decide, eh, I'm going to get rid of this. And I try to sell them at cons. And I try to kind of sell them for, you know, if somebody comes up and says, like, well, I'll give you this for it. <clears throat> I'll sell them for the lower prices, that kind of thing. Especially mm-hmm. at a convention, because I know it's being purchased by somebody who cares about it and who, you know, is actually interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't mind going lower and that kind of thing. But, man, I've still made, like, crazy money on them. It's this weird investment thing, I guess, with Transformers. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, all right, so... Do you like, loathe, or are you indifferent to the Bayverse? Oh, I think we're pretty clear on what I <laughs> feel of it. But, <laughs> but, listen, I mean, it's not for me. You know, you look at what I like and the shows that we've talked about I like. I like stuff like Breaking Bad, The Shield. I like these, you know, deep, drawn-out character dramas uh, And in terms of that, in terms of my film and that kind of thing, too. Uh, and then, you know, I like, like, long stories that were thought out in advance stuff like the expanse and other stuff like that so i mean it's not really aimed at me and i try you know whenever we're just kind of shooting the shit on a podcast Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. i'll make jokes and stuff about it because i think it's funny uh but i mean i don't you know if you enjoy it enjoy it doesn't matter what i think about it you know, I say the same thing. I try to say the same thing at certain points when I'm trashing a movie, when I'm in critic mode and I'm doing my writing and stuff, that the majority of my reviews, you know, it's my opinion. Uh, there's certainly stuff that is not mm-hmm. subjective that film and games and the like can be evaluated on. But it's just how much it annoys you that is very different. There might be a plot hole in a movie that somebody can see and it doesn't bother them at all. They don't care about it. And that's perfectly Mm. fine. Different people are different. Same with video games. Or, you know, maybe I don't like how, you know, a game looks, but for somebody that's their favorite art style. So, 
you know, it's again, like the movie stuff isn't for me, but there's all this other stuff that is, or that I enjoy. Right. And you know, what happened in Oh nine or so with, it seems like all the yeah. stuff I enjoyed got axed. <laughs> so <laughs> all of a sudden there was nothing really for me. And yeah. I just kind of walked away from it and stopped paying attention for a bit. Cause I mean, there's so much other stuff too. You know, I'm a huge comic book nerd in general and we had you know the rise of the marvel universe and everything else happening at the same time so there's all this other stuff for me to pay attention to absolutely all right so you pretty much have your own i threw i sold my own transformers toys but do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story no it was me (laughs) no it was me i did it uh, what is the one piece of advice that you would give the Transformers fandom at large and the Transformers collectors in general? Relax and just enjoy it. <laughs> uh, it's not, uh, knock on wood, it's not as bad now as it used to be. But man, I mean, for a while, there's so many flame wars and that kind of thing. But I mean, I said it before, you know, if somebody enjoys the movies... Let them enjoy the movies. You don't have to, you know, get up on a soapbox and talk about how much you hate it. Uh, And some of this stuff still happens. There are people that hate the comic books, for example, and just constantly complain about them online. Like, if you don't enjoy it, A, why are you still reading it? (laughs) It's my favorite thing. And then B, I mean, why do you, you know have to or feel the need to try to trash it to everybody else you know there's been stuff i don't like and you know i mentioned the movies i don't you know they're not for me but i try really hard not to turn every show where we talk about them into a just a complete trashing of everything else so yeah you know why i and why would you want to do it either so yeah that's true I mean, you know, I interact with Transformers fans that I have common interests with. I'm not... I stopped visiting the the fan forum sites and things like that. Because a lot of them are bad. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and bash anybody, but we all know the history of TFW 2005 and some of their forums... <laughs> No comment. Like, I mean, oh, we all we we all know that history. Um, it's it it's like having to insert the matrix of leadership into everything. Um, but yeah, so that's Ryan's origin story for Transformers. I have no idea who we're gonna have on here next. No clue whatsoever. Um, hope everyone has enjoyed the episode. Uh, new episodes of ACTF will be coming sporadically, as always. Steve and I like to save up the news and things like that and talk about what we want to talk about. We're not into breaking, you know, instant breaking Transformers news type of podcast. Everybody knows that. Um, next Origins might be later this month. It might be in June. We just don't know yet. It just depends on who we can get and who we can uh, wrangle up with some Energon goodies, I guess you could say. Uh, where can the people find you online, sir? At Nightbeat on Twitter is probably the best place. You can follow at all things TFV3 on Twitter. I am at TF2 and Mike on Twitter, at Geekcast Radio on Twitter for all the other network updates. 
As always, go to geekcastradio.com, check out all of our podcasts and written content and everything else like that. Transform, transcend, transform and roll out, and we'll catch you next time here on All Things Transformers. Hmm, strange. One would think a greeting would be the next step. Tried all the hailing frequencies, no response. Scanners. Nothing up there. Nothing. Oh, man. This is getting weirder and weirder. I smell something. Someone's here. Someone we can't see. What do you think it is, Big Bot? Not what? Who? After the Great War, a few Decepticons were granted amnesty. Most have retired, but rumor has it that one was reprogrammed and rebuilt as a Predacon. Hey! <laughs> Ravage. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.